0: Thanks for supporting companies that support this podcast. Hey guys, it's Judy from Nutrition with Judy. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Judy Cho and I am board certified in holistic nutrition. I work with clients to get to root cause healing and oftentimes that is using a meat-based elimination diet for some gut healing. So if you've been following my interviews for the last few months, I've been interviewing an array of people, experts in their field that talk about specific diets And what they find is ideal within their own practice field, et cetera. I thought it's about time that I just did a synthesis video. Um, It's been requested many times. I hope this episode explains my stance with insulin resistance, sugars, diabetes, carbohydrates, hormones, and just even the recommendations from the other interviews that may give you a little bit more clarity. What I hope you take away from everything and all of my content and all the interviews I do is that essentially you have to find what works for you. I believe that a meat-based or a meat-only elimination diet, the one that's written in Carnivore Care, where you start with just meat, is the optimal way to get back to root cause healing. This will help you to figure out if it's a gut issue, if it's a hormone issue, and if it's a food issue, right? We may be sensitive to spinach or oxalates, or it could be something with the broccolis, or it could be grains and the lectins and phytates in them. We need to figure out what is specific to our own journey because no one will have the same journey as you. I came to carnivore or a meat only diet because I struggled with mental health. I struggled with eating disorders, and I struggled with a lot of things that you could not see from the outside. My parents came to a meat-only diet because they struggled with diabetes, type 2, high cholesterol, and an array of metabolic disease symptoms. It's not the same for us, and we don't even do carnivore the same. Meat plus water plus some salt does not work for everyone. And so you essentially have to find the levers that you may need to pull to find the answer that works for you. The reality is that there is no more of a nutrient-dense, bioavailable food than meat, And so, when you are trying to heal disease that has been part of your body for months or years or decades, sometimes using a meat only elimination diet is ideal. That doesn't mean that everyone has to be on it forever, but it'll really depend on your situation. From our discussion today, you can take away that you have some levers you can pull, but that doesn't mean that a meat only diet isn't right for you. Maybe it's right for you for only a period of time as you heal. Or maybe for you, because of a food addiction or because of diabetes for many, many years and decades, that maybe it's a diet that you may have to do long term. At this point in my nutritional career, I've probably interviewed close to 100 people. In my discussions with every single expert in their field, I found that every single person believes that the field that they're studying is the answer for disease or the thing to change to then get to optimal health. The thing is, it's just not true for every single person. What I'd recommend is that when you follow someone's advice, whether it's an influencer, a doctor on the internet, whoever it may be, even myself, understand our history and who we work with and where our data set or our research comes from. I have struggled with an eating disorder and personally food addiction. And so I understand that there's a mental health component to eating a carnivore diet. I also studied psychology, so I understand the interaction of the mind and the psyche with community, with people, with habits, and with addictions. I understand working with clients that everything is individualized. I can tell one person to do X, and then the next person I say to do the same thing, it just won't stick. You have to figure out who you're listening to and where they came from, what they've researched and studied, and why they hold their values. From there, you can literally cherry pick what you want to hold true for you and then do that testing on yourself to see if it works. I have people that follow the carnivore cure elimination protocol. They go down to the basics of just ruminant meat and then they slowly start adding other meats. Some people will stay on the carnivore cure protocol long-term, but then some people decide to try the reintroductions of the safer plants that I listed in the book. What I try to do with all these interviews is to provide you levers that you may not have thought about that you may want to try using if the diet is not working for you. If you are not at your optimal health, you may want to try cutting back some of the fat Or you may want to try adding some vegetables, or you may try to remove some of the vegetables. Again, this is where it's very individualized. And I hope that these interviews and discussions are providing you other levers to pull that you haven't thought of using first. Let's talk a little bit about insulin resistance and PUFAs. I did a Cutting Against the Grain podcast episode where we talk a lot of detail about insulin resistance, PUFAs, and diabetes. I highly recommend you listen to it as I'm not going to get into all the specific details here. To put it simplistically, a lot of people have believed that insulin resistance comes from excess sugar being cleared in the system. So if you have a lot of sugar in your blood, then insulin has to be produced from the pancreas. So the excess sugar or energy will get stored in your liver, your lean body mass, as well as your fat cells. Now there's more discussion coming out about how insulin resistance can actually be due to polyunsaturated fatty acids. The main culprit is from seed oils like canola, soybean oil, corn oil, and such. If you have too many PUFAs that come into your body, it essentially makes your fat cells become more insulin sensitive. So it's not aware that it's full and that it should stop growing, but instead it makes these fat cells grow bigger and bigger until disease is imminent. So with that thought, then if it's more of the poof as that cause the insulin resistance, than sugar, the thought is that then you don't have to be as afraid of sugar. The problem is that most of America and most of the world is pre-diabetic or diabetic. So at this point, if you are struggling with metabolic disease or you are showing blood sugar numbers that are in the pre-diabetic range, at this point, it doesn't really matter if it was PUFAs that were the issue or if it was sugar that was the issue. We know that we should be cutting out all processed foods, including all of the seed oils that are highly inflammatory, rich with glyphosate GMOs, and are just not natural foods. If we stick to a meat-based diet or a meat-only diet, you will reduce your PUFAs anyway. And then on top of that, you will reduce the sugar load that is coming into your body. So whether insulin resistance is mostly from PUFAs or mostly from sugar, It's a moot point if you already have metabolic disease. Dr. Benjamin Bickman is a expert in insulin resistance and the study of insulin. Dr. Benjamin Bickman says that insulin resistance can be caused by many things, but the core issue is that your insulin is too high too often. And the reality is that sugar can increase your insulin consistently. I know that a lot of people worry about their thyroid health and their hormones when they're eating a low carb diet. If you've never struggled with metabolic disease, maybe you could tolerate fruits, but if you have a food addiction where a fruit will now be the gateway drug to eat other foods that are rich in carbohydrates, and that also include PUFAs, maybe it's not the right food for you. One of the things I bring up in Cutting Against the Grain podcast is that it's really hard to separate most sugars with PUFA-rich foods. A lot of the baked goods have an abundance of both. So we can try and experiment with people and just feed them foods that don't have any PUFAs, but that includes reducing chicken fat, pork fat, salmon, and a bunch of other foods. I just don't know if it's a safe bet to do or that I'm willing to try that on my kids when they're metabolically healthy right now to say, hey, just remove all the PUFAs, but you can eat a surplus of sugar and that's okay. I just am not willing to try that right now with my children. What I do know is that a ketogenic or a low-carb diet is efficacious in supporting you to heal from metabolic disease. And as my clientele is mostly people that do have metabolic disease, a low-carb or meat-only diet is ideal. I had a client recently that I recommended If you can't sleep at night, maybe adding a little bit of carbohydrates at night. Her response was that that's the last option she'd want to try because she has a adverse relationship with sugary or carbohydrate rich foods. Again, this is where you have to figure out what works for you. Let's talk a little bit about hormones and thyroid. I have several interviews, even with Dr. Elizabeth Bright, that talks about thyroid hormones. I have an interview with Dr. Jamie Seaman from long ago that we also talk about hormones in T3. What I found with most of my clients that are suffering from hormonal issues on a low-carb diet is that they are under-eating or they're over-fasting or they're over-exercising. When you are trying to heal with a low-carb, meat-only diet... It is ideal to eat higher fat as it will give you the energy boost that you need while you reduce the glucose amounts that provided you the energy prior. If you stick to only protein and don't add much fat, your body has to now convert a lot of the meat into energy. And it's a very clunky process when fat and sugar are your main sources of energy. So if you want to do a meat only diet, it is Highly recommended to eat a higher fat version in the beginning as you get assimilated. The other thing I bring up is hypervitaminosis. If our liver is what provides us ketones, if our liver is what produces bile, if our liver is what does so much stuff in our body, it is vital that our liver is truly healthy to do a low carb diet. If you are inundating your liver, so we know that if we consume too much alcohol, it inundates our liver, and then it will not be ideal for liver health. If we are eating way too many carbohydrates and get non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, we know that our liver is working suboptimally. In that same vein, if you are consuming an excess of nutrients, such as in beef liver, where you are getting an excess of copper, an excess of B12, an excess of iron, and an excess of vitamin A. Our liver is where these vitamins are mostly stored, especially the fat-soluble vitamins. Again, it's the fact that if you are inundating the liver with excess stuff, then maybe we will not produce as many ketones. Maybe we will not produce enough bile. These are things, again, that we need to think about when we are doing a carnivore or meat-only diet long-term. A lot of our T4 is converted to T3 in our liver. What if the fact that we are inundating our liver with consuming excess animal liver is affecting us from breaking down the T4 to T3? What if it's an insufficiency in iodine? I did an interview with Charles Hakala, Lynn Farrow, Dr. Brownstein- on iodine needs. It is nearly impossible to overdose on iodine. Again, it's one of those misinformations we've been fed for a very long time. What if we are not eating enough protein to produce enough T4? Again, these are all these reasons that it may not have been the carbs that were causing people to have imbalances or hormonal imbalances. It might just be that you were not eating enough fat not eating enough protein, maybe consuming too much organ meats. And by the way, even consuming kidney too much can cause an imbalance in certain minerals. Or maybe it was something else. Sometimes we do have genes that may not do well with excess saturated fats. Maybe that's when using a high quality olive oil may be good. All of these influencers and doctors and practitioners really just want to get the community back into optimal health. We believe that certain levers are the answer, but we should always focus on using many different levers and different levers for different people. I would never recommend a 20 year old to have the same nutrient profile supplement list and healing as someone that's in their 60s and that are suffering from something different. If you have insulin resistance, or if you struggle with autoimmune, or if you have gut issues, or if you are an active athlete, or if you struggle with mineral imbalances, or you struggle with food addictions or mental health imbalances, all of these will require different things and different needs. And that's why a diet is not a one size fits all approach. A meat only high fat approach is ideal in general if you are trying to heal a lot of the things I had just mentioned. We think a lot about undernutrition and how we have been eating nutrient poorly for so many decades. But we don't think about sometimes that we can be eating nutrient excess. A carnivore diet can adversely impact you if you have nutrient excess and now you're requiring your liver to store excess nutrients. If you are competing with heavy metals and other minerals that are imbalanced, then that will be a heavy load on your liver. If you suffer from non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or have any liver imbalances in your past... Or if you've taken vitamin A, retinol, or Accutane, you may just want to eat less organ meats. Now, if you were anorexic and you are very nutrient deficient, that's where sometimes maybe liver will be okay. This is again, where it's very bio-individual. I'd like to believe that I'm open to other people's dietary choices, especially if they've done carnivore for a long time, and then they decide I've healed enough. And now I want to reintroduce other plant-based foods. I think that's great. I think that's a great thing to actually try. But where I have an issue when people say that if you eat no carbohydrates, that it will destroy your thyroid, that is just basic fear mongering. This diet is an option and should be an option for people that, let's say, have a food addiction or are very obese and need a simple diet that is just very black and white. It's a diet that can be afforded by anyone. You can eat ground beef every day and still heal. You just need to find the right levers. But if people throw away from the table that you can actually use a meat-only diet for healing and that it is no longer an option or an ideal option for anyone, that's when we are doing a disservice to the greater community. If you think about the wider community that's not even looking at nutritional content, the reality is that just in 2020, 88 million Americans are considered pre-diabetic. That is one in three Americans. 34 million Americans are diabetic. And there are many, many studies that are coming out that show that if your mother was diabetic, you will have more adverse symptoms and likely get diabetes even earlier. In the Carnivore Cure book, I argue about vitamin C. Over the years, if you've seen, the vitamin C amount has doubled and tripled over time. Well, vitamin C, one of the versions, competes with glucose. What if our vitamin C need has gone up because our sugar intake has gone up? A lot of times our daily values are based on the average American. What if the average American is not healthy and we are following norms that no longer apply to us? Many, many people are deficient in magnesium. What if it's not a magnesium deficiency, but that we are consuming too much sugar? If you think about it, 56 molecules of magnesium is required to metabolize one molecule of fructose. I think it's a little less for sucrose, but that just goes to show what if we are deficient in magnesium because of something else we are consuming. Now, I know on a low-carb diet, most people are deficient in magnesium and potassium, and it's often because we retain a lot less water eating a low-carb diet. So when we are minerally deficient or imbalanced, we feel it much faster. I know a lot of people add back fruit or honey because they feel better balanced in minerals. Well, if you are retaining more water when you're eating fruit and carbohydrates, then I can assure you that your minerals aren't balanced and that it's more of a band-aid so that you don't feel the mineral imbalances. At the core of it, I've done so many hair mineral tests at this point, most people are mineral deficient. A big reason is because we don't have good gut health to absorb our nutrients but also it's because our soils are much more depleted. There are just less minerals in general. So what does this all mean for you? If you don't feel well on a meat-only diet, find the reason for that. If it's a mineral imbalance that you are just struggling with electrolyte imbalances, you may want to do a hair mineral test, or you may want to just try some of the macrominerals that is some salt or sole water, which includes some of the trace minerals, but also incorporating some magnesium and potassium. That may help you, and that may actually get to the root cause of mineral imbalance, rather than adding carbs that temporarily make you feel better because you're just retaining more water and feeling less of the mineral deficiency. If your thyroid or hormones feel imbalanced, you have to remember that steroid hormones, which is your sex hormones and your cortisol, it's produced from cholesterol maybe we need a little bit more fat. I would highly recommend starting a carnivore or a meat only diet with 75% fat and 25% protein in terms of total calories. You may have to even go up to 80%. And I would usually never recommend eating less than 1800 calories. Again, often most people need more than that. Remember there needs to be an abundance of food For healing in the beginning, and then you can fine tune and cut stuff. Sometimes we need to add more exercise. If you listen to the interview with Dr. Brett share, he talks about how we want to do resistance training for lean body mass for longevity, but also do a little bit of cardio for our vascular health. If you struggle with food addictions and you try to keep in one fruit and one tablespoon of honey, that may just be enough for you to never fully heal. I always say to first work on healing the body so that then your mind is stronger to work on this hard stuff that you may not have been dealing with for many, many years. Therapy is always a great option. The thing is that we will not fully heal just by fixing our food. If we are in a bad relationship, if we are in a bad job, all of those things will impact us. And until we address them, we'll never get there. The thing is that when we eat toxic foods that just give us brain fog and mood imbalances, we don't have the energy and resources to work on other things that will improve our overall health and wellness. The reality is that most of America now is obese. One in five Americans are obese. 30 million people will die of a preventable disease. I'm not saying that everyone needs to cut out all sugar, including fruits. But maybe it's ideal to start with a meat-only diet and then go from there. Now, I highly recommend being honest with yourself. So if you start adding in the fruits and honey, check in with yourself and figure out why you are. Are you truly ready for these foods or is it because something's not working on carnivore and therefore these start making you feel better? Sometimes adding these are actually a band-aid rather than getting to root cause. I recommend sticking to a diet for at least 90 days, forget about the weight scale, forget about losing weight, and just try to find healing. Because when you do a meat-only diet for healing, it is something that is such a powerful tool. And then once you heal a lot of the imbalances in you, you can then start pulling levers to see what you want to add back to your diet. And that's when if you want to add back fruit or add back veggies and want to celebrate with a birthday cake and you can handle it, then that is a beautiful place to be. Sometimes it's just better to stop listening to nutritional content. If you have a baseline of what you wanna eat, then from there, forget about all these small little nuances. When things don't work, try to pull the levers that I've discussed in this conversation. But overall, sometimes it's just better to go outside and get some vitamin D. Be honest with yourself, try a diet for 90 days and see what works in the long term. The reality is there is no one answer. Ultimately, remove all processed foods, all seed oils, all added sugar. But from there, you have to find what will help you to get to optimal health. Now, I talk a lot about optimal health. And what I mean by that is having very little symptoms, whether it's physical mental, and also being able to sleep through the night and having normal bowel movements and just having a normal mood where you're not really depressed and you're not overly anxious. A meat only diet has healed my mental health and has given me a second chance at life. And I hope that all my content and my resources can give you a second chance at life. And that is the only reason I am here. I try to touch upon everything, but there was a lot going on in my head and a lot of information just to kind of summarize. But I hope that this conversation gives you a little bit more light and a few more levers to pull. All right, guys, you know the drill. Make sure to eat a lot of meat. Take care of your bodies because it is the only place you have to live. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care. Bye.